Hello, everyone. Welcome to the October 1st, well, probably by the time this goes up, October 2nd edition of the Noise Brigade. We are finally in fall proper. Uh, obviously, I don't realize this other than the calendar because I'm in Florida. Tom, how the hell are you? You know, you said that, and it's been like two weeks now, and I just realized that, yeah, we are in fall, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We are. It, and- but I could, I'd say that, but uh, we had a our high school had the homecoming parade today, this afternoon, and it was 80, like, two degrees, so. <laughs> God, dude, all right, look, so while, real quick, let's let's diverge from our path that we had set, uh, just to discuss that, because you and I both, we don't live, you know, we've mentioned this multiple times, we don't live where we grew up, and we got used to certain things being at certain times of year, and certain times of year feeling a certain way. You now live in Kentucky, I now live in Florida. And nothing feels the same to me. No, no, you're absolutely right. You know, it's weird. Um, this time, About this time of year or into October, we always take the kids uh, to a local pumpkin patch. And unfortunately, for various reasons, um, they've, they've decided to shut our op- operations. Um, but we have um, all these pictures over the years. And a lot of them are in just, you know, jeans and a T-shirt, right? But there's been a couple times where we're all bundled up, you know, ski hat, parka type jackets, because it snows here in October. Not yeah. often, but it does. But you really? have days like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it did last year, like, I think it was like four or five inches. <laughs> and, um, but then we have days like today where it's 82 degrees. So, yeah, it's really weird. Dude, that's nuts. Cause even Jersey, yeah. you would think Jersey would get, colder or, or, or snow before Kentucky would. So the only way I can describe this, and again, I'm not a, not a meteorologist, so my apologies if I offend anyone, but you know how, like, whenever they talk about like the polar vortex and that dips down. Oh, gotcha. I so if it, if, right. So if it comes out from the North, cause like we're, you know, South of Iowa and all those States that are really, really cold in the wintertime. Right. So the, like whenever that thing hits, like I've seen it to where Jersey's like in the double digits, you know, 10, 15 degrees um, down here. It can be like zero or like negative five. Like that's just, you know, it's not common, but it happens. And um, I think the only difference for us here is that there's such a abrupt change. It's not gradual. Like we had growing up. Right. You know, it's just, this the, the changes we get here all smack you in your face and that's why we get all the tornadoes and all that craziness right so you know so you know we when we were in school like did did you guys at lambs road did you go to disney for uh spring or for a senior trip no we took we took a cruise oh yeah to the bahamas <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me right now no you didn't know that how did i not know that so we had planned Disney initially, and it was uh, cost prohibitive. It was cheaper for us to do a cruise. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Get out, <laughs> dude. That's ridiculous. I don't know how I didn't know that, considering, you know, the history. I, I really didn't know. I don't know how I didn't know that. That's yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking, like, you know, along those same lines with with how homecoming is different and you know, the seasons are different, everything. I wonder where the heck kids from Florida go for, for senior trip. Alaska. I, 
maybe. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can figure is that, you know, we went down there and it was, oh, you get to enjoy the sun and be out. And he, like, we're, the only place to go from here that's going to be hotter is hell. I mean, and we're hell adjacent as it is. So I just don't know. I feel like that's not a far enough trip. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I really have no idea. I never, I, it's one of those things I never thought about. <laughs> because I think they're like most of them, the way they do it is they have like senior night out and most of them go to Disney. Um, like the school, the school district and everything plans a trip, like a day trip. Um, right. But I, but I wonder what they do for senior trip. I'm going to have to look into that now. I'm going to have to ask. Yeah, you're going to yeah, you're gonna have to research. Yeah. yeah and I, I'll get back to us and, and let us know. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's cool. Cause like I, uh, yeah, no, ours was, um, ours was different. Um, you know, and it was, and, and funny enough, it was the only one I've ever been on. So it, it, it still means a lot to me just for the experience part of it. All right. Well, you know, while we're speaking of things that happened while we were seniors in high school, um, that kind of brings to mind a, a certain video game system. That's, that's getting a little bit of, uh, notoriety right now. Yeah. So Nintendo switch online, which is a really cool service. It's, um, you know, a few different things you can do with it uh, right now. And it's a paid service and you can pay uh, for what there's like a single subscription and like what a family plan, right? Yes. So the single year or, or single person, I think it's like 20 or $25. And then the family plan is 35. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they have, you know, online um, old NES games and Super Nintendo games that you can play and you can play multiplayer too uh, online, which is really cool. And then uh, you have things like Tetris 99 and Pac-Man 99 and, and just some other, you know, little odds and ends they've thrown in there. And it's, it's, you know, for, for your money. I mean, it, to me, I've, I've gotten my money's worth out of it uh, just for the price. I mean, it's really not bad. Oh, absolutely. And I know people complain about it, but that's not going to be us. You know, we, I know that you enjoy it. I enjoy it. I think for 25 bucks, man, it's really not that bad a deal. My only gripe is that, there's not more games to choose from and you can't download them permanently. Like I, I wish that I could, there's certain NES and SNES games that I wish I could just have on my system forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's a bit, you know, like everything else, it's a subscription type service and they've gone with um, this idea of an expansion pack where now it's going to be almost tiered, which, you know, I made a comment here. You know, I don't know what subscription service doesn't like to do that these days. Um, Netflix has had that the tiered things for, for a long time now, even back to when, if you recall, they had they would have these initial offerings years ago about how many DVDs you would get in the mail. And right. then it was like you could get DVDs with your streaming service. And and so the tiered thing has been around for a long, long time. And this is no different. But the Nintendo tiers, what are they adding? So they're adding Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. Yeah, I was super psyched about both. Um, big Genesis fan. Well, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Um, 64 now, this is this is awesome. I mean, and some of the titles that they've announced, um, you know, Super Mario 64, uh, Mario Kart 64, and, and, and you know, uh, just a lot of these like, really iconic games. But, you know, the other thing, we've talked about this too on on this uh before boy there's gonna be a whole lot of games that we may never see there <laughs> oh yeah so i mean what's what's cool for me is i mean i obviously we've we've discussed video games ad nauseum 
we know that I have um, every Nintendo system, a Genesis, a Dreamcast, PS3, all that crap. Um, and so for me, most of these games I own in one way, shape or form, whether it's on the NES classic or SNES classic or, you know, having the actual physical cartridges, but it's nice to have them all in one place. And like you said, with the online multiplayer, because I could play Mario Kart 64 whenever I want. I can't play Mario Kart 64 against you or Mark or Richie or whoever else before. Now I can. Because I'm yeah. going to get this expansion pack. Yep. Yeah. And the other cool thing too, and I did this with the um, Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. Not that they use the controllers a lot, but they're offering um, the controllers again. Yes. Um, so they will have the offering for the Genesis controller and the 64 controller. And the minute that I see those go live, I'm put my name in because for whatever reason, I I like controllers. <laughs> no dude i'm with you and the only complaint that i have and this is where i'm this is where i will rag on nintendo a little bit so the the controllers are both i want to say 60 dollars. is that what the the price point that they came down at yeah i believe so um and i i, I think they were either what 50 or 60 for the the nes and the super nintendo ones as well so that, that's not right. surprising well but the the snes and the and the nes ones it was a two-pack or no, no, the SNES no. one wasn't a two-pack, but it was only $30. So it was that's right, that's right. $60 for the NES controllers, $30 for the SNES controller, $60 or $50 for the for this Nintendo 64 and for the Genesis. And not only is it just one Genesis controller, it's not even the six button. Yeah, I saw that. And I think there's a couple things for that. One, they, they know that people are going to pay it. Um, but two, obviously, you know, things are just, you know, bananas, especially in video game world with uh, the cost of things, especially hardware. So um, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd still certainly be willing to, to pay that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I, listen, at the end of the day, am I probably going to snag one just to have because it's cool? Yes, because I want a Sega Genesis controller with a Nintendo label on it. Right. It, and how, how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like. I mean, now you tell you tell eighth grade Bobby that, and he's fighting you in an alley. But me, I think it's kind of cool because it's it's honestly what I would like to see is I'd like to see either Microsoft or Microsoft or Nintendo buy Sega, just buy them outright, make it console exclusive. Because I feel like maybe not Microsoft because they don't really seem to know what the heck they're doing with most of these um, publishers they're buying, but. Maybe Nintendo buys Sega and Sega becomes a premier brand again. Where And what I mean by that is, you know, Sonic games don't suck every other game. You know, you don't have right. to rely on a, on a Sonic Mania to come out that's a fan, essentially a fan-made game that ends up getting Sega's blessing to be a good game. Because Sonic Forces sucks. Sonic, um, I don't know, just name a Sonic game that's come out since... The Genesis came out and it probably sucks because Sega has lost their way. I don't want Werewolf Sonic. I just want Sonic the Hedgehog to play like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And, you know, there's uh, only a handful of Sonic games that I even touch for that reason. Um, you know, because you know, quite frankly, some of those oddball ones just aren't worth my time. Um, but the, the thing I'm really looking forward to on both sides of it is you know, 
just revisiting some games that, yeah, I've played them, you know, somewhat recently, uh, particularly like, you know, Super Mario 64 with, uh, you know, the re-release on the Switch. Um, but there's other games that, you know, you you cherish when you're younger, but then you might not have played again. So I'm kind of looking forward to revisiting, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, I think that's going to be fun. And I'm just uh, yeah, definitely, definitely excited about that. I'm just curious, what do you think uh, the price point might be for the expansion edition or tier, if you will? I'm thinking probably another $10 a month or $10, uh, 10 to $15 is what I'm thinking. Um, I think that'll probably do it. Yeah, I think it's going to jump the family plan to forty nine ninety nine, yeah. And then I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll jump that one fifteen, and then it'll drop the jump this the uh, single one up to uh, another ten. I, I think you're yeah. spot on. That's exactly what I thought. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. Um, and I see your note here. Will we ever get any rare titles? Banjo Kazooie is one of the initial launches, and that was a rare title. Yeah, yeah, I saw that whenever I made that note, but I was in my head, obviously. I realized that is, but uh, I'm talking about our really favorite rare titles. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, dude, no, I, I, I would love it. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for it. And it did make a, um, it did make a comeback on the rare replay that came out for um, the Xbox One. And amazingly enough, so here's the funny thing. Not only did they put Conker's Bad Fur Day on that disc, they didn't use the Xbox one. They used the N64 one. Yeah, right. And I remember you saying this before. And that's what I'm that's what I really meant with that is that are we seeing games like that or you know Golden Eye, which we'll never see that. No, 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 no. Um Perfect Dark, I think, has a chance. Um, but Dark, oh yeah, Perfect Dark was rare. Perfect Dark, to me, was the like spiritual successor to because it was the same thing to Goldeneye. I mean, it was right. that's basically how that was. Um, I could see that coming um, ahead of obviously Goldeneye, and it's just because of the movie rights. You know, I, I think that's going to be the killer right there. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, Conker's, yeah, I don't know that that would ever see the light of day on there. However, you did make mention that they did release Night Trap for the Switch. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's hope this yet. <laughs> so, I mean, you never know. And, and honestly, like, if you look at it, the, um, the N64 games that were hits from Rare, so you're looking at Blast Core, which was on the Rare replay. Maybe we'll see that over. Again, we mentioned Conker's Bad Fur Day. I would love to see it. I don't know that it's going to happen. Um, you've got a game that many people probably expect to go on and, and don't really think about when they think of rare games, but um, Donkey Kong 64. Mm-hmm. And another game in that similar vein, Diddy Kong Racing. Yep. Yeah. If, if Diddy Kong Racing is on there, that's a phenomenal win too because that'll be i don't have you have you played diddy kong racing i have but it's been a long time all right so this is one that peyton and i for a while um we we would play and he would get so mad at me but it was it's such a fun game and it's cool because if you if you haven't played diddy kong racing the way it works is it's mario kart but obviously with diddy kong characters so you you have conquer in there 
pre bad fur day. So when he was still just like a happy go lucky little good guy with a squeaky voice. Um, but the cool thing is not only does it have an overworld map and that's how you get to the different tracks, but you have three different vehicle types. You have your, your normal land vehicle. You have a hovercraft, which like is basically a boat. And then you have a, a little biplane. So you have the three different types and it, it really switches it up and it makes it a lot more fun. Um, and then there's some cool battle modes. I actually like the battle modes in, in Diddy Kong racing more than I like them in, um, in Mario Kart. So I know blasphemy, but they're, they're damn good. Yeah. And there's uh, some other, a uh, couple of other good ones they do throw on there for the uh, initial release titles. Um, uh, Majora's Mask, uh, Legend of Zelda title, and then also Ocarina of Time. Um, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then there's a couple of other good ones too that I, I think um, kind of under the radar releases. Uh, uh, Paper Mario uh, is a good one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we actually kind of, uh, you know, get um, the uh, the ever interesting, I don't think I've ever played this, um, but um, I've seen it uh, many times really, uh, reviewed as such a really good game as uh, Kirby 64. I never yes. played that, but but I've always seen like really really good reviews on that. Um, so I'm kind of curious because uh, Tommy got big into Kirby, so I'm excited to kind of jump into that one. I don't, re- I might have played it, but I just don't recall ever playing it. I remember playing obviously the 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 older titles, but right. I don't ever remember playing that one. So that one kind of jumped out at me as one I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to to trying out. So that that one is one that I really should have played by now. I had I I don't own the cartridge. I own the uh, the Kirby's Dream Collection for the Wii, and it's mm-hmm. on there. It's got every okay. single, um, which if you can find it, that might be a good one to get for Tommy. Uh, it's got every single, like all the 2D from the Game Boy, the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo. Um, and then it's got Kirby's, Kirby 64, and I think it has like one or two other games on it. It's a really good collection. It came out for the Wii uh, years ago. It was really fun. Um, but But speaking of Kirby... And and not to get too far off track, but you saw the uh, the announcement of Kirby in the Forgotten World. I did, yeah, I did. Um, so that's exciting. Um, the uh, good to see, you know, the uh, brand, you know, move into the future. <laughs> yes. Shoot, we might have to do. I mean, it, we're a little bit late, but we might have to do a separate episode just on that Nintendo Direct that came out because yeah, you know, definitely. No, I agree. I just. Uh, yeah, for for our for our episode here now, I just thought you know, hey, let's at least jump into the expansion pack. But yeah, no, you're you're absolutely dead on. So let's let's transition. Um, I'm going to shuffle a little bit because we we've got a couple topics on here, and I want to save the the three big ones for last because you know we discussed pre-recording that that this might have to have an explicit label, and I'm going to try and keep my calm on it. Um, but the three topics we're going to talk about at the end are going to rile me up get the blood boiling a little bit so we're going to talk about uh we're talking about something that, that doesn't uh we're gonna talk about the the amazon robot and the amazon drone that are that are being released you can sign up to uh potentially have the right to buy one of these products um so we have two different things i'm, g- I'm gonna talk about the one first and, and get your opinion we've, we've talked about this a little bit uh prior to recording so you came up with a really good one for um, for Mr. Astro. So Astro is going to be the Amazon robot. It's going to basically be a rolling. Oh, I can't say the word because if I do, it's going to set off my 
my echo. Um, a rolling turd. Well, okay. Well, yeah. So, so yeah. So we, we go with that. Um, I, dude, honestly, it looks really cool, and I like the face. Like the face is super cute, and I totally want to get one and name it Wally. But I'm not willing to spend a thousand dollars on it. No, no. Uh, I've read about this uh, more in detail today. Um, you know, look, I think, I think it's one of those well-intentioned, really neat, you know, type of security devices. Um, but I don't know that I want a miniature Johnny five running around on my floor. <laughs> now, I, I think the best, the best thing you said about it was, um, cause we, we were talking yesterday, I think, and, uh, there was an article for some people who supposedly worked on it and they were saying that it was terrible and, and that it would throw itself downstairs. And, and you came up with a good one. Uh, the year is 2021. The robots have become self-aware they realized how shitty everything is and started to throw themselves down the stairs. Yeah. And that's probably what happened. <laughs> um, seriously, they're testing it out. They even realized what was going on. They're like, Nope, we're out. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you're not wrong, man. I, but I, I just, as, as cool as it would be to have a robot, I just can't, I can't justify a thousand dollars on a, on a glorified echo. Yeah, no, that's a, it's an insane price point. And look, it's a cool, again, I, I never thought in a million years that we would be, you know, and I always look back at like back to the future part two um, with some of the automation stuff um, in the home when they go, you know, they're looking in the, actually he get jumps into the future, which is what I believe like 2015 or something. Yeah, it was 2015. So six years yeah. ago. Yeah, which but it's still funny though because you know that was kind of at the cusp of whenever a lot of this stuff was really hitting. Yeah, and um, so you know it was it was not spot on, but it was fairly accurate for how certain things certain things that end up happening. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, with the lights and being able to you know kind of talk that out, uh, it was really cool. That's kind of where the buck stops with me on that. You know, yeah, I like having the automation things for that or playing music, uh, maybe looking at pictures from the little displays because it's like virtual photo frame i'm not too keen on having little things either run around on my floor or the other thing that they've <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so what's the other thing that they have decided to release here it's a it's a hunter killer drone i mean it's so it's 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 supposed to lock into your ring camera system and everything and it's this little flying quadcoptery little camera that flies around your house and you can go look and see if your stove is on or you can scare the piss out of your animals or you can, you know, run it into your kid's head. I don't know. Like, I really like I get I get it. It's kind of cool, but it, and it's only two hundred and fifty dollars. So it's much better in price than than Astro. Um, but i i don't think it's there yet no this thing i was reading about it the battery life is five minutes what that's your that's your flight that's your flight time yep get out <laughs> no it's five minutes which makes a lot of sense um so i have a bit of experience flying um the dji uh, phantom drones 
and their battery life is maybe 15 to 20 minutes um, with the standard battery. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're not long at all. I mean, it's just not much to it. You, I think you could eat like half an hour out of one of those things if you're really, you know, paying attention. Um, so that the five minute thing didn't surprise me. But then it was like, um, so what am I getting out of those five minutes? And like, what are you doing? Like, am I just going to fly it out? Oh, you know what? I forgot to close the garage door. I just want to fly it around there to see if it actually, you know, if I can see out my door to see if it closed. I, you know, these things, I, I don't know. But I, yeah, like you said, <laughs> the hunter killer. Um, it, this did, it did remind me of the, 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 the flying vessels from the Terminator. I mean, that's what the dang thing is. And, um, you know, I think Ars Technica had a, a great quote here about it. Uh, this is a quadcopter. So like every other quadcopter, it'll be slightly quieter than a flying chainsaw. <laughs> it's so it's, good. And less useful. Like, exactly. that's the thing. Like, so with five minutes, all right. So five minutes of flight time. If it's going to be that, I'm going to need it to do a little more for me. If it's only going to fly for five minutes. So say I do leave my, I'm going to need to be able to open doors and press buttons. Because if I do leave my garage door open, then I'm going to need it to be able to press the button to turn to close the garage door. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's funny, the, um, this is uh, a conversation I actually got into earlier today with someone about these devices. And like I said, I'm, I'm kind of set on what I like. I like the lights and I like the, the music stuff, but they also have like, you know, door locks that are smart. I'm sorry, but I'm not connecting that to the internet. Yeah, I'm just not. And these things, like the little robot on the floor, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, But even I'll be honest, even if that was two hundred bucks, I'm still not buying it. Um, Quite frankly, because one, it'd probably get ruined. Oh yeah. Um, And two, yeah, it would be self-aware and realize what year it's in. And yeah, I have stairs. Yeah. Um, Well, hey, that's where I have a leg up on you because I don't have stairs, so it's gonna have to try. Yours might last. Yeah, yours might last. Um, I mean, it'll oh. probably like try and go out in the traffic or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what it'll do. It'll find itself into an alligator's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? There is. You know what? There's a canal across the street. So, if uh, you know, if it wanted to, it could probably go swimming. There you go. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I, these things are cool and whatever, the fun little uh, toys, I guess, if you will. And I'm sure they're going to be. You know, especially the, you know, there, there are some really neat, well-intentioned things, I think, with the robot. Like you said, the check to see if your oven's still on. That's pretty important. Yeah. Um, but the, the one thing I did see on there, which is kind of cool, um, was that, you know, basically, you know, it's a rolling version of, a, you know, one of, of an existent device. And it could, you know, I saw one of the pictures on, on, the, um, on their website was, you know, it was with an, uh, an, an older individual. And I guess they were you know supposed to be talking to like their child or something or their, their whatever. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know what, that's pretty cool, but I, I don't know, not enough for me to say, is it worth having a little thing running around your house? <laughs> that's now that's where once we get it to the point where it's a little bit more functional, I'm 100% behind it, especially for older folks who live on their own. Right. And, yes. You know, yes. Yeah. yeah. Need companionship, because I think that it could fill a void that maybe, you know, 
if they can't take care of a pet or, you know, they, they live for whatever reason, there's, there's not family to, to always come and check on them and stuff. You know, it would be cool to have that around. They could talk to it and, and do whatever, you know, and I think that that would be good. And especially if it could help with medications and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I mean, we're, we're definitely far off from that part of it. But this is a good step in that direction. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think there are always some well-intentioned um, things with uh, products like this. Um, but for the most part, like you said, we're not there. And uh, it, it just, yeah. I could see some really bad things happening on either one of these. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of bad things, let's uh, let's get into the other the other three topics we have. And... Um, I'm going to start gonna do first. Uh, here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to start with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Because for, I mean, on, I'm going to be honest. I'm not as big a Sixers fan as number one. I used to be. And number two, um, as I am of the others, the, the other teams, uh, right. I love Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid. I think he's a fantastic talent. Um, I used to think Ben Simmons was a fantastic talent. Uh, until two years ago is when I started to question whether uh, – okay, I shouldn't say whether he was a fantastic talent because he, he has all the talent in the world. He just doesn't use it. Right. It's the uh, prima donna type. Right. Um, dude don't want to shoot. He no. don't want to shoot the ball. And he no. doesn't want to take any, any responsibility for anything either. No, and, and- – it's yeah, it's just it's not healthy. The, the you, you had mentioned this to me yesterday and I, I really was kind of on the periphery of knowing what was going on. And, and unfortunately, it seems like he's kind of fallen into something that's very commonplace. Um, now it seems to be in pro sports when, and, and particularly the NBA. What is it with these holdouts and, and what these guys are doing? I mean, come on. I, I don't get it, man. And that's that's part of the reason why I'm not a huge NBA fan is because it's gotten to the point where people just, Oh, this is, I want to play with this player and this player. So uh, we're going to, we're all going to hold out of our teams until we all get traded or we all get released or, or whatever. And they make these pacts where like, okay, I'll play with this team. And then when my contract runs out, everybody's going to come to this team. And I don't, I don't really like that. Like, I mean, that's, it's cool if that's what you want to do. Like, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I personally don't enjoy that. Um, and and I guess it's it's more or less because basketball is such – it's such a small amount of players that can really affect how good your team is because you've only got five starters. So – and you're only you're only playing five people at a time. It's not like hockey where you're, you're rolling lines. And so you've got to have, you know, 20 good, talented players – and a good goalie. It's not like football where you've got 22 different guys that are taking the field on offense and defense. It's yeah, you could like, go like seven or eight deep in basketball is really all you need. Right. So to me, you know, it, it just make, it makes it easier for players to kind of like shape the league more than, you know, and, and players holding out and everything really affects franchises where, you know, it's, it's just different in other sports. Um, and what, but what really pisses me off in this situation is Ben Simmons, this team has catered to Ben Simmons 
everything they've done since he got here has been to build around him and for him to say oh i you know we this isn't on me this is this this is that blaming other people and basically saying that it's the team's fault and making up any excuse other than hey i don't want to shoot the ball you know even joel Embiid came out and said listen no we've done everything around you we would have we got rid of jimmy butler we get we you know there's been so many players through here that we could have kept that we didn't because we were trying to make everybody's play style work with Ben's Joel Embiid. So Ben Simmons came out and told and said, I can't play with Joel Embiid. I'm not going to reach my potential playing with him because of the way he plays. Well, Ben, he's been playing the way he's been playing to cater to you, pal. So maybe you need to rethink that. Yep. It's uh, I think uh, writing's on the wall. It's um, it's time, uh, whatever, however it ends up shaking out, but he doesn't need to be a sixer anymore. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, like I, I really uh, stopped following religiously uh, post the Allen Iverson years. Um, I followed by, you know, reading some some articles and I, I watch occasional highlights and stuff. Um, but a lot of the NBA stuff I just really got away from. And it has nothing to do with, you know, these prima donna type players. Uh, I just, you know, I have a hard time sitting there watching a 170 to 155 game. Um that's just there's no defense there's no you know uh you know chess like style you know things going on where it's like oh look at this it's just yeah whatever we're just going to shoot threes we're just going to do whatever it just doesn't doesn't entice me anymore um i love i love watching college basketball i i i was privileged enough to go to a school that had that has an amazing amazing um, college basketball pedigree, Murray State, you know, occasionally shows up in the tournament. And, you know, we've had some NBA guys, you know, come out with um, and, 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 and quite frankly, um, you know, some of the uh, some of the better ones um, for us, you know, over the last several years, you know, Isaiah Cannon, who actually was a sixer at one time, um, you know, he's one that I think about Cameron Payne. But then the biggest one for us was John Morant. So, like, these guys I like to follow. But overall, and these guys, like Ben Simmons, to me, just do not help me one of the, like, oh, you know what, let's just start watching the Sixers again religiously. Not going to help. <laughs> so, speaking of, of, you know, personnel playing the blame game, let's move on to, to uh, the Phillies. Yeah, you shared an article with me yesterday, and we talked about this. And I can't, I'll be honest, I can't remember if we talked about this on here, just off, off podcast, but... Oh, let's be honest here. The Phillies have not had any consistency from um, their minor system um, since the days of Utley and Rollins, and Hamels, Ryan Howard. Uh, there's been nothing there. And, you know, there's – you and I kind of hinted at this, again, on or off podcast. There's something rotten in the system. And what was that article that you shared with me? So uh, Matt Gelb came out, and this was on Bleacher Report – and uh, he basically said that there's been reports that the entire minor league system has a toxic culture and that people are just stabbing each other in the back. They're not worried about doing what's best for the players or for the team. 
they're looking out for number one. And this isn't players. This is this is the people, the coaches, the managers, you know, the people that are supposed to be developing talent aren't worried about developing talent. They're more worried about covering their own asses. And that's not how you run a successful minor league program. It's not how you run a successful anything. But when you're supposed to be building young players and developing young talent, you can't do it if you're not focusing on doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, and that's what really hit me hard is you have personnel and, and really any organization, I, you know, this isn't just, you know, talking about the Phillies minor league system, but this is what's apparently happening there. Whenever they begin to blame each other for whatever shortcomings there are, you know, there's nothing that's getting accomplished. So whether you're talking about scouting or player development or even coaching, and they're not working together in balance, you know, because basically it's like, hey, we need to scout. We found this guy. We drafted him. Um, we need to develop him. We know that, hey, you know what? These four tools he's awesome at. But this fifth tool, eh, we don't know. You know, we can't feel the way we like in the field or he just, you know, maybe we, he, he slots in a different position better, those, those sorts of things. And if they're not developing that way, you're not going to have anyone come through and guess what's happened over the last several years. Yeah. We've had like a few guys come through that have done some things, but you know, even a guy like Aaron Nola, look, Aaron Nola was a damn good college ball player from LSU. He already had a good pedigree. He didn't need anything in the Phillies minor system. In fact, I'm, I'd be, you know, I, again, you know, take me, take me to task here on this, but, you know, I would suggest that if he would have spent any more time in the Phillies minor system, he probably would have been a worse major league player. Yeah, you no, know? I, I agree with you. And I mean, the little bit of time, I feel like a little bit of time that he spent there did already screw him up enough because he's not the same. I mean, obviously nobody's going to be the same player that they are in, you know, when they're playing in college and they're playing against lesser talent, but he seems every September this dude falls apart. Yeah. And even during the regular season now, when he had previously been pretty good, you know, you could make a case for him to be to be a one, a one B to Zach Wheeler's one A. Even this season, he wasn't he wasn't able to put it together for, for consecutive starts. No, not at all. And what's a real shame too, and I don't mean to be ill of these type of guys, but when the excitement is, hey guys, we got Freddie Galvis back. There's a real problem. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there should be an excitement at that point in the year of, hey, so-and-so from the minors coming up. You know, we've got this young kid who was like a Jimmy Rollins or a Chase Utley. And that hasn't happened in years. And that's a problem. And I, it's unfortunate. Like, look, we have guys like Bryce for a long time. JT's locked up for years. And Zach Wheeler. And we've got these, these guys that are high-paid talent. But look – they're three players and they ain't doing it all. And these high end free agents that we've gotten, they need to be coupled with homegrown talent. Um, traditionally that's what's worked. Um, and unless your plan is to spend more money, which I don't see that happening. And even then that's just not successful many times. Um, you even look at like really big money, you know, spenders like the Dodgers, uh, boy, they've had some pretty good homegrown talent come through them. 
uh, you know, even, and we, we have, we can't say that for the, like the last, what, how many years now is it that we haven't sniffed the playoffs? It's been 10 years since we've played in the playoffs. Um, but since the last major contributor, I mean, do we count Reese Hoskins? Do we count, um, you know, I'm just trying to think, uh, I, and I can't think Nola is, you know, Ranger Suarez, we got from the Rangers, um Hoskins is a good uh I think he's a good one to say of, of contributing for the minors but the again there's a couple things with him uh, right he has health issues at times um it's hard to you know keep him on the field all the time um I mean if you look it, at if you look at their their top hitting prospects so I'm talking Adam Hazley Mickey Moniak Alec Baum um I'm trying to remember who else they – I believe they even included Roman Quinn in there, and I think there was somebody else. They hit 219 this year. Yeah. Not oh, yeah. nearly good enough. No, terrible. Terrible. And uh, even Hoskins himself now, yeah, kind of smashed. He's a, he's a 30 home run guy every year. That's just who he is. But, you know, consistent plays not there, you know, and quite frankly, uh, there's a ton of 30 home run guys in the majors. Right. Um, so, you know, you need that extra special. He, he, you know, he's not JT and he's not Bryce to me no. at all. You know, that's just, how, I like him, but that's not who he is. So yeah, until we get, you know, a player like or Nutley or a Rollins or, you know, someone like that. And I think that was the other thing too. Scott, look at Scott Kingery. Scott Kingery, Kingery was supposed to, he was supposed to be the, the second coming of Chase up. Right. And, and we signed him yeah. to that big deal before the first game of the season. Uh, was it 2019 or 2018? Yeah, they signed him to a, if I remember correctly, it was a six year, $24 million deal. And it was, it was akin to the Salvador Perez deal um, that the Royals did. Basically, very none or very limited playing time. They locked him up for several years for very little money. And unfortunately for the Phillies, um, like Salvador Perez is probably bound for the Hall of Fame at this point, and Scott Kingery, I, is he, what is he doing? I, <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's headed for the Waffle House. Yeah, it's a shame. International House of Pancakes, uh, you know. So whether but, that's the minor minor league system um, or a combination of him and the minor league system, but yeah, things need to change there because if this is still happening, they won't sniff the playoffs for another ten years. No, I mean, and and I'm sure the you know they're popping the champagne corks today over clinching a, a winning season finally, but um, they shouldn't be, you know, yeah. not. And I know that the players aren't. Management is not. I know Joe Girardi's not happy. That's not his, you know, doing it for him. But I'm sure that that you know the upper level is. Oh well, at least we, at least we, we didn't lose the season. You know, we we finished with the winning record. That's not good enough for me. That's not good enough for you. It's not good enough for the fans. It's not good enough for the players. And they really, they've got to do better than that. They have to. It's, it's unacceptable for a major market baseball team to have this kind of, and I know they're the worst, and I'm not saying this as hyperbole. They're literally the worst professional sports team in history. They have the most losses, and it's not even close. Um, and they've got the worst winning percentage of, any professional sports team in America. 
And I, I, I'd say probably the world, but I don't want to go that far because I don't know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, not, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And on that note, um, to finish up the baseball part of this before we get into the really, really, really bad stuff. Um, Cardinals win, like, what, 17 in a row? Yeah. They're winning the World Series this year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the Cardinals are winning the World Series. Book it. That's just how they are. Um, all right. The last thing here. Jesus Christ. So I, I'm going to need another drink the, for this. We save the worst for last. Yeah. So uh, a couple weeks ago, if you listened, um, Tom and I went through the Eagles schedule and, and we did our, our best to figure out how the season was going to go for the Eagles. And, um, you know, I think, um, I think we might've been wrong. I think, I think we might've been way, way, way wrong. You know, it, it was funny. You and I went through week one and you're like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to lose. And I was like, nah, if you have a good feeling, they're going to win. And they did. Whoa. Week one was awesome. Yeah. And I even texted, I, I even texted, I was like, ha I told you they were going to win. You did. And yeah. And um, boy, the fun stopped there. In a big way. In a big way. <sighs> and so one of the big reasons that I was so happy to see Doug Peterson go after being the only coach to ever win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia and let that sink in because that's not, that doesn't happen lightly in Philadelphia. The only coach to ever lead us to the promised land. And the reason I wanted him gone was because his play calling was atrocious and it was atrocious in the, in the way that he forgot that the run game existed. And so we get Nick Sirianni and Nick Sirianni, you know, all right, well, we saw how he used the backs in as an offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. And he was, he's pretty good with the running game. He's pretty good with it. And then, uh, you know, we get, we go out and we get Kenneth Gainwell in, in the draft. We bring back um, Jordan Howard. We bring back, uh, or we bring in carry on, uh johnson or carry on bell i don't remember he's not here anymore anyway but anyway we load up the backfield is essentially the point of this only to get to the point where we don't run the ball at all (laughs) and who's running is always jalen hurts right so jalen hurts let's let's start with let's start with qb eagles for a second here (laughs) qb eagles two qb eagles two (laughs) So QB Eagles two started off on fire against the Falcons. He was he was really good. Completion percentage was good. Was making smart plays. Was a little bit tentative with the deep ball. Did not throw a deep ball the entire game. Avoided the center of the field. Okay, we won the game, so I'm not picking them apart. Then we get the game against San Francisco, where QB Eagles two decides that I'm just going to call him QB two. So QB two goes out there and he starts trying to get a little bit, a little bit of, of depth on his passes. Um, isn't able to really do what we're expecting um, their defense credit to their defensive backs for bottling up Devonte Smith and, and, and keeping the short game or, or keeping the, the, the long game under wraps. Um, 
But then again, we also had a, a 91 yard completion to Quez Watkins, which brought us down to, I believe their five yard line or three yard line or something like that. And then the genius Nick Sirianni can't figure out whether he's trying to get the ball into the end zone or up his own ass. <laughs> and instead of trying to run the ball like you do when you're within five yards of the fucking goal line, this stupid motherfucker tries all kinds of fucking trick plays and tries to throw the fucking ball with a fucking running back or a fucking wide receiver. Now, granted, he used to be a quarterback, but he fucking sucked at being a quarterback, and that's why he's a fucking wide receiver now, you dumb motherfucker. You don't throw the fucking ball with a fucking wide receiver when you're in the fucking goal line in the red zone like that when you're right up against a fucking goal line. You stupid motherfucker. You know what I do uh, when I play video games? I uh, when I'm in within five yards, um, I punt on second down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? At least the fucking ball would have gone in the fucking end zone if they would have punted. <laughs> yeah, um, it, yeah, you're not wrong. It's um, it's it's just as bad as it was with Doug. Uh, it, it, it's an it's unfortunate that we're having to sit here and now we're three weeks into the season we're, we're just starting week four and this is not looking good no um no, you and, and i both we called not, we haven't no. even gotten to the fucking game against dallas yet you think no. i was pissed off about the san francisco game yeah um the 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 thing that really strikes me at this point right now but and we won't you know uh, we'll, we'll circle back to the Dallas one is that there is absolutely nothing to look forward to at all. So no, yeah, it can be a and, long season. <laughs> and no, no, no. You know what? There, there is some stuff to look forward to. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that pessimistic yet. There's still oh, some things <laughs> that we can fucking, we can stomp a fucking mud hole in. Um, but I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at the rest of October chiefs loss. Panthers, loss. Buccaneers, loss. Raiders, loss. We don't fucking win again until Halloween when we play the Lions. But I'll bet you, guess what? I'll bet you the Lions come in dressed as a football team. And the Eagles, we don't know what the fuck they're going to come in dressed as. Yeah, that's the the, the one or two wins they'll get. So (laughs) the Lions, so looking through. Okay, so the Lions possibly win maybe. But then we play the Chargers, loss. Broncos, loss. Saints, loss. The Giants in week 12. Oh, we'll beat the Giants. We'll beat the Giants. We'll beat the Jets. So good for us. We've got four wins. Then we go into the bye, which it's 50-50 whether we'll win or lose the bye. <laughs> we'll beat Washington, and then they're going to start feeling themselves, and they're going to lose to the Giants in week 16. And then they got to play Washington again, and they'll win that one. And then they'll lose Dallas at home. Actually, they're going to beat Dallas at home because Dallas is going to have nothing to play for because they're in such a shitty division that they're going to win it even if they're even if they've only got seven wins. So we're going to finish just good enough to fuck up our draft position. But I still want—I mean, don't get me wrong—I still want them to beat Dallas, especially after they fucking embarrassed us last week. Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, uh, and, and what's even worse about it too? It was Monday Night Football. Yeah. So the whole first of all, all right, it's bad enough that we're on Monday Night Football. I mean, I I like being on Monday Night Football, but it's bad enough that we're on it because we got to deal with these assholes slobbing on the fucking Cowboys knobs 
talking about how, oh, America's team, America's team, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck Post Malone and his fucking stupid ass with his stupid fucking Cowboys fucking tattoo and his stupid face tattoos and his shitty music. And he looks like a goddamn homeless version of fucking Shia LaBeouf. Fuck him. <laughs> music sucks. He sucks. He fucking ruined Only Want to Be With You by Hooting the Blowfish. Did you hear that fucking cover? Because that was a goddamn abortion. No, 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 no. It was uh, fucking terrible. He's not exactly one of my uh, go-tos in my playlist. Are you sure? I I thought (laughs) thought you were a big Boston fan. Uh, No. (laughs) Well, fuck him. Fuck ESPN and their fucking announcer crew for fucking just sucking off the Cowboys the entire fucking game. But that's not uncommon, you know? Like, that's happened over the years against really any Philly-based team. Um, so yeah, and I didn't, you know, thank God I, uh, missed all of that and no way I was going to go back and witness it. So I was grateful for that part because I was busy, I was busy. (laughs) And I almost, I thought about maybe putting on the Manning cast because I was like, you know what? All right, well, let's see what Eli and, you know, P pants is going to talk about and let's see what, what Peyton talks about. Cause I figured that'd be funny. You know, they'd be going back and forth and. Because now that, that P-Pants doesn't play for the Giants, I don't hate him as much. Um, but I was hoping that that would be funny. But then I couldn't fucking do that because they had fucking LeBron James on. So, And I don't feel like hearing that stunod fucking talk. Then it's bad enough that we've got all this shit going on with these fucking piece of shit announcers. The refs fucking sucked. Not only that, fucking Sirianni, again, another fucking stunod, fucking can't get his head out of his ass and doesn't run the ball. Three fucking runs, three planned runs because he's running this college fucking offense, this RPO bullshit where everything comes from the fucking shotgun. Well, 95% of the plays come from the fucking shotgun. Does it work? Yeah, every once in a while, but you've got to commit to the fucking run. You can't run the ball three times and win in the NFL. Wake up, call chief. It ain't going to happen. You cannot, especially when your offensive line is falling like fucking so many snowflakes out of the fucking January sky in South Philly. You can't fucking do it. We've got, what, three, I think still three starters left on the offensive line. And I'm not calling I'm not calling out the line. I'm not saying the line did a bad job. I'm just saying, you know, Landon Dickerson had some growing pains. And they didn't play phenomenally. But they were not the reason we lost that game. Reason number one, two, and three is the fucking play calling. Reason number four is because Jalen Hurts was making some stupid-ass boneheaded fucking plays with the ball. It, it was just – it was it was incredible. I've, I, I've never seen a team that had such – there were such high hopes for this team, you know, at least on, on for you and I, you know. I mean, we oh, had yeah. high hopes in the past for, for teams – and they've fallen off and it's been okay, whatever, you know, wow, that sucks. But, but there was reasonings for it where they didn't show you that they could do it before they showed you, they could do it the season before, but they didn't show you in that same season that they had the, the, the ability to do better. And then right. this game, you know, we almost, we, we almost beat the Niners. If fucking Sirianni could have figured out how to get the ball into the goddamn end zone when we had it in the, Again, I'm not going to get fired up over that again. If he could have fucking figured out how to get the ball in the end zone, there's a possibility we win that game. Yeah, they're two on, they're two and one right now. Right. Um, at that point, and 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 that's the funny thing too. 
And what I mean by there's, you know, going back, I've made a comment about not, not a lot to look forward to. And I think a lot of that just becomes of years and years of being a Philadelphia sports fan, um, you know, and kind of living in the moment and really kind of looking ahead. Uh, but if Dallas was any indication, and then particularly how they lost that game um, in San Fran, against San Fran, I mean, it, I don't know. It, the, 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 you made a great point, and, and, and looking at the schedule ahead, I mean, Kansas City this week, they're done. There's no way. Right, and no Kansas City is not even good this year. Kansas City is going to this game with the same record as us. But yeah, they're the the thing is Kansas City has kind of finally met their kryptonite a little bit. You know, Lamar Jackson finally had their number in week two. Um, but that again, that was a close game. Uh the Chargers game was a bit closer than that score led on to. I think it was what, like a six or an eight pointer difference. Yeah. And but you know, that's just a matter of, you know, again, they've got their number. Kansas City's not going anywhere this year. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're still a really strong team. Maybe not as strong as last year, but too right. much talent. Too much talent on that team to fail. Oh, um, I still, I still have. It's either going to be them, it, it, the 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 three teams that I have going to the AFC Championship game, and it's three because I I don't know if it's going to you know which of the three it'll be, but I say it's either going to be it'll be the Chiefs, it'll be the um, the Chargers. And it's going to be the Bills. It's going to be two of those three teams are going to be in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I think the Chargers are definitely in the picture. Um, they're 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 exciting this year. So, but yeah, um, to go back on the Eagles, I, I just you know look. Obviously, I hope that things turn around. The problem is, and what I mean by not anything to look forward to, is unless you completely adjust your play calling, your any kind of you know, schemes you're running, whatever you're doing, um, there's nothing to look forward to then. Right. Uh, the schedule's hard enough. And then if you don't adjust what you're doing, we're done in a lot of these games. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. No, you're right. And, and and it sucks bad enough that we lost Brandon Graham, you know. Right. Brandon Graham is the heart and soul of that defense and, dare I say, the team. And for him to be to be gone – Okay, I expected a little bit of a drop-off. Javon Hargrave is playing his ass off on that defensive line. But aside from him on defense, you got what do you, what do you got? Derek, Derek Barnett, the human fucking penalty machine. He's got more career penalties than he has career sacks. <laughs> he was a first-round pick. If that doesn't say bust, I don't know what does. And it's not even that he's he's making, you know, stupid, he's making stupid mental mistakes, but he's compounding them with these unacceptable fucking uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties where he's hitting people so far after the play and he's doing just stupid shit. Cut that motherfucker right now. Don't even let him suit up for the Eagles again. I don't give a shit if we end up losing money on him. He should not be suiting up for this team ever the fuck again. It's not worth it. He's a dirty player. He's just... He's the same as fucking Indomitian Sue with that dirty ass hit that fucked up Carson's head and turned his brain into a pretzel. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I mean, he's uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, 
it's just not good. Um, and, and I'm hoping that, you know, look, I have no hopes for this week. Chiefs are going to kill them. Um, beyond that, I, I just, you know, once they're one and three, uh, maybe there's a come to Jesus moment. I don't know. I really don't. I don't know, man. It, it don't. It's not going to matter because I'm telling you right now, Matt Rule has those Panthers playing lights out. Sam Darnold is finally showing the the, the glimpses of what he should have been in New York if they could if they were competent enough to put a team around him. He's showing that he's actually a good quarterback. Then they play the Bucks, and the Bucks are the Bucks, man. They're gonna they're gonna whoop the shit out of us. You know, we got the Raiders. The Raiders are going to kick our asses. Yeah, they're good. And then, like I said, then we go, okay, so then we have the Lions. And then two losses, we have the Chiefs and the Broncos. Jameis Winston has revitalized himself with the Saints. The Saints are going to whoop our asses. Honestly, the only teams were, the only teams that were beaten, you know, best case scenario at this point, we're finishing with two, four... Five, six. We're finishing with six or seven wins, eight eight wins maybe. And that's what sucks is we're going to finish the best case scenario. And I and I don't ever want to – I'm never going to root for us to lose. I always want us to win every game. Our best case scenario is eight and nine, and that fucks us because yeah. that messes up our, our draft position. But at the same time, it also may it may give Howie or, or, or Jeffrey – fucking the idea oh well you know we were we were eight and eight or, or whatever the fuck we were when in carson's first year as a starter and then the next year we or we were six and ten that year but we went um you know the next year we won the super bowl honestly if the the jalen hurts that we've seen in weeks one through three if that's the best he is he's not the quarterback he's not the answer and I'm, you know, I'm not willing to say that that he that that's who he is after three weeks of, you know, because I, I don't count last year, honestly. Yeah, you no, you can't count last year. No, he was given very limited, lim- very limited window of opportunity to, to right. show anything. Uh, you really need a full blown season out of him, quite frankly, um, to just, you know, hey, what do we have here, you know, and. Unfortunately, I think he he may end up being a, vi- a victim of circumstance too, where um, you know let's get that full season out of him. Um, but if the the plays aren't called right and there's no you know normal line in front of him uh, based on whatever injury or whatever that may be, uh, you know sometimes even your good ones uh, just they're not going to shine with the circumstances around him. You know so right. But yeah, I think we did that uh, did that justice. So let's uh, I don't know uh, we'll call that a we'll call that a wrap. I think so. I'm gonna go take some blood pressure medication and uh, you know try and uh, calm it down a little bit. And uh, you know as long as I don't have a heart attack between now and, and next week, we'll uh, we'll we'll get back at it next week. Definitely, man. Let's um, yeah have a beer, relax. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll come at you. We've got some ideas. Uh, we've got some ideas penned down, so we'll uh, we'll definitely throw something at you. And then uh, we're getting Halloween time too, so it's exciting. So we got we got some things about that. And yes, uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, definitely get uh, some new content out uh, sooner than later. All right. Well, until next time, we have been the Noise Brigade. Make sure that you 
listen, subscribe, send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or, or Carrier Pigeon or whatever, man. Just interact with us. Till next time, we'll see you later. Later on.